welcome, welcome, everybody. July 92, part one. Becky left the chat mixtapes. Wrestling no, Roundup. Not mixtapes. What? What? Are There's you... another podcast? I see what you did there. I did. I, did, I see I did. what you did there. This is, this is the schedule for one fall fee- feed. Hopefully everybody's doing really well. Like we just said, shameless plug at the top. We right, have another that 90s podcast. Playing fast and loose with these shameless plugs here. Try to keep you on uh, on your toes. How you doing Tippity today, Jen? Tips. Um, I'm doing good. That is good. I can't be doing too bad if I keep getting new Razor Ramon vignettes. That's true. It um, is. It is the highlight <laughs> of June and July. WWF Superstars 1992 editions. So believe it or not. We're going to be covering two weeks worth of 1992 WWF Superstars this week. You better believe it. We got July 4th, the July 4th edition, as well as July 11th, 1992, both taking place in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Both taking place at the Cops Coliseum. Jen, you ready to jump into this? Yeah. I'm born ready. Let's get into these matches. Well, first of all, we never even talked about... We talked about the 4th of July. All right. Do you know what day July 11th is? Saturday. National Nude Day. The day of being nude. Mm. Okay. That's all I had to say. It's always good when you stop <laughs> the program Listen, to you talk started... about something else when we're trying to talk about July 4th. Back to July 4th. Mm. National Clothes Day. And what I was trying to do here was bring the high energy. Because that's where oh. we're going to get started. We got high energy. Coco Beware and Owen Hart. Oh my God. Defeating Brad, Bob Bradley and Joe Milano. We've got the model Rick Martel and Jason Knight. We've got Crush beating Terry Davis. What a physique. Sponsored by a girl pro. Whoa, 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 whoa. The physique talk starts with the model and continues on to Crush. Oh, I know. Okay, I was making sure you know. Papa Shango, another sighting against Joe McMullen. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Slaughter beats Barry Hardy. We had an IC strap match, Bret Hart defeating our boy Barry Horowitz. Did you just call that an IC strap match? I mean, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to bring some bring some whoo energy here. Bring a little flair because right, I mean, right. this is just the same same stuff. Uh, the Beverly Brothers mm-hmm. against Phil Apollo and Scott Taylor. That's our rundown of matches we got. Match total time Maybe 18 minutes. You did some fast math. You looked at times. You did a little bit of fast computing. Boop, pop, beep, boop. And you came up with 18 minutes. Maybe. I could be wrong. Uh, that could include commercials. But that's what we got. Yeah. How do you feel about these matches? I feel like they are matches that happened. My favorite match being Bret Hart, Barry Horowitz. I'll give you that because it's always mm-hmm. good when we see a Barry Horowitz. So I'll, always good I'll, when you see I'll either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The this awesome. was what? I was gonna say this is one of those setups where I just feel like we just got to watch everybody do their special moves. Like for those that don't remember, Rick Martel does the Boston Crab. Mm-hmm. Sergeant Slaughter does the Cobra Clutch. Mm-hmm. Bret Hart's got that. What does he got, John? He shoots sharps. Crush crushes your head. He does certainly crush your head. We got four straight. Oh, and then Shango too, Papa Shango. We yeah. just got all of these finishing moves, and we got high energy. We got we got a couple tag teams that are getting yeah. ready for yeah, their Beverly their Brothers. battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. High energy. Who are they calling out? 
Ooh, high energy is calling out the nasties. They nasty. Yep. Yes, sirree. Who are the Beverly Brothers calling out? Is this a quiz time? Quiz time? The Legion of Sissies. What? (laughs) Them's fighting words. Papa Shango still out here trying to find the ultimate warrior. Bret Hart still talking shit about HBK. Who may or may not have left the building, by the way. By the way, <laughs> did you know that this match, Bret Hart and our, the, I mean, the Jobber Goat, our Lord Barry and Savior Barry Harwood, Jobber Goat, is the first time you hear, I'm pretty sure, at least on Superstars, the first time you hear HBK called the Heartbreak Kid. You yelled it out. You were very excited. I was very excited. If you, if you had like any sort of milk, <laughs> like if you were drinking a milk box from a straw, you would have snarfed it out. You would have... Just what all came out. Right what if I was milk? just like sipping on a water bottle? Would I spray you it? You would have spat it. Yeah. yeah you would have like yeah. triple H. Because I don't, I don't normally sip milk cartons like as no, a no, child. No, but no. I do sometimes drink like water bottles. Like from a straw. Remember, remember the milk cartons? A little straw? The, like, little, are you thinking box? of like the little, little juice box milk cartons? Or like the little, the little, little boxlets. A little like five ounces of milk and that you, like you open. You could open it from the side. In kindergarten they were like, do you want like plain milk or do you want chocolate milk? Right. I always got chocolate milk. Who wouldn't? People that don't. I mean, I don't know. I always went with the institutional chocolate. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Shake that shit up. Let's get it. Um, yeah, these these were matches. They were all sponsored by IcoPro. IcoPro, you gotta want it. You gotta want it. Can I tell you that it's starting to happen with this rewatch? What's that? To me, personally. And this is just a personal... <laughs> personal... Venting. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. And the way he talks is starting to just... His cadence? Yeah, that's starting to. So you know when when we started to happening. undertake this process. Oh, um, one that was one of the main things I knew was going to happen because you had never stuck around long enough to see the heel turn for Vince. So I knew eventually he'd come out from behind the scenes, and then he you just would keep hearing his voice again. I so knew when he you, did it. I mean, I knew that happened. Just because I wasn't actively watching the Attitude Era doesn't mean I wasn't aware that that happened. I just forgot how annoying his commentary is. But that's, so that's the thing that I was trying to get to. It's like when you break the fourth wall there and you're like, okay, so this guy isn't necessarily the best commentator. He's the owner. Makes sense why he's commentating. And you just sit there and go, when do we get to kind of other people? No offense, Vince. We love you. We love the McMahon family and the McMahon brand. It's Hmm. just a statement to be like, hey. You know, because I just, like me, the voice of, of Raw is not, you know, the voice of the WWF is not Vince McMahon in a sense that, like, he's the voice of the corporate overlord, right? Well, there's there's two things for me. It's it's that, because you know that everything he's saying is an attempt at brainwashing you uh-huh. to either like someone or not like them or, mm-hmm. like, watch WBF or be interested. Like, everything is all like, a, oh, look at the pitch. conceit. Oh, this person must be a heel. Oh, like, mm-hmm. look at that. And when he laughs, ha, ha, ha. Like, it, oof. But, um, yeah, so that's that. He also reminds me of, like, an old boss of mine who was just, like, the, you know. Yeah. You don't have to go further. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to, but I'm just going to say it just was a very insincere type of of person. So it's just kind of like that gratingness is just like, ugh, you know? It's a lot. But but we don't have much else really here in terms of these matches to kind of break down. Uh, We we were talking about it, and it'll be nice here soon enough we're going to be turning the page onto our SummerSlam report in our next episode uh this july 11th we're gonna start talking about it but it'll be nice as we 
spiral towards that and some of these things actually start to dissipate that are here because, you know, we know Brett and Sean is just not going to happen. Not Spoiler yet. alert. Not yet. But but it might in the future stick around. Having said that, Spoiler alert. we do have a couple dope promos July 4th weekend. We had, I'm looking at your board here and I want to make sure this is accurate. Did we have Big Boss Man on the phone on this one? We sure did. Boss Man is going to come back and take out Nails. What? It's going to happen. I don't know, man. Nails is pretty scary. I saw the I saw the looks on faces of children as he entered the arena and it was a little scary. They Nails scary. is a little scary, but that's next week. We had Kamala. Mm. That's next week. We had we definitely had Razor Ramon on the streets. He's on the streets and we had Repo Man on a bicicleta. So the Repo Man on the bicycle, we're going to leave that for last cuz that's really cringy. Razor on the streets, dope. Razor just walking up to a produce stand, taking the produce, telling people, I will not pay for anything. I am Razor Ramon. I get what I want. I take what I want. I do what I want. Jen, how did you feel about this Razor promo? I felt really good about it. He has the most wonderful outfit on. Okay. Of of 90s, like a 90s splash of blues and it's wild. The colors that are going on in his shirt. I think my notes, and I know that they say, holy fucking shirt. Yeah, he compares himself shirt. to Adam in the Garden of Eden. Okay. He says he's the only real man. I love it. Just, I think, anywhere. I don't know. I think all the kids want to be like him. But if you want to be like Razor, you have to do like Razor. And you you, you got to just take what you larceny. want. Larceny. You just commit larceny. He grabs the plum. Mm-hmm. And then the guy's like, oh, what are you doing? Just taking the, the, the plum. And he's like, do you have a problem with me taking whatever I want? And then he spits... He t- bites a piece of the plum, spits it at the guy, and then talks to the camera some more, and then spits some plum at the camera. So, real talk, though. Like, has mm. there ever been anything equally gangster, but also less gangster than stealing someone's, like, 25-cent plum? Like a tiny little plum. Like, 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 if you think about it, it's not like he, like, walked into an electronic store and took a TV and said, fuck you. He's like, I'm going to take a plum. Well, because he's hungry. From a plum stand. Like, how much could it be, though? It was a whole fruit stand. They didn't just specialize in plums. But how much could it be? 50 cents? Like, how much could it be? That would be an expensive plum back in 1992, I'm saying, like, it's not, it's gangster, but also, like, okay. And that's his song. And now, I know you mentioned this, I think, on the last episode, but now you see him, or maybe we were just talking to each other, I'm not sure. But now you see him compared to other people, and you realize what a big dude he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah, he's we haven't dude. really seen him, mm-hmm. like, next to other standing human beings. And now you're like, well, this guy's huge. So you get to really experience... The Razor experience. The largeness. Razor, we yeah. love you. R.I.P. Scott. Yeah. Um, the last thing we're going to touch on on this episode, I think we got to touch on it quickly, is Repo Man on the bicycle. Repo... He rolled in with a bicycle, <laughs> talking about how somebody wasn't able to work anymore. They lost their job, like a I, college kid. So like then a fifteen-year-old kid. He stole it from a fifteen-year-old kid. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> the vibes of stealing like a Schwinn bicycle that you're buying on credit like that, like relax. Like just send that shit to collections, bro. Just send a letter. Like you're gonna take a. How much could that bike have been? Two hundred bucks. I don't really know like, what uh, are we talking how about? much bikes cost. That was a nice ten-speed, but he did say. You say that's a nice ten-speed. Yes, he did say. <laughs> A pretty terrible thing, though. Yeah. Cringy thing. Jen, why don't you take yeah, that away? Yeah, he said that he was going to put Bulldog 
the British one, mm-hmm. in a car on a hot summer day and close all the windows and lock them in there. And then, it, like, like and he, he said, like, like a baby. He did say, like a baby. Not great. No, no, because that's a um, horrible thing that, as we all know, does sometimes happen. So. I'm not going to lie. He automatically wins the loser of the week. Like, we just, we're throwing it in the middle of an episode because there's just no way you can say that and expect that to age anything but terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I there's agree just, there's nothing. Yeah. You know, there's nothing. Between his gimmick and stealing a bike from a kid and then talking about putting... Stealing a bike from his a opponent, kid, I can accept because he is the repo man and like, okay, so you want to talk about how you stole this bike from a 15-year-old? Fine. But the, the hot car baby comment, which is really... Not great. Yeah, I'm not going to go ahead and say it was good. Anything else on July 4th? Um, As we cruise. On the streets of Miami. I don't think so. I think you're right. July 11th. <laughs> I don't think so. Stay in the same location. A national Nude Day. National Nude Day. Nudist Unite. Nude dad jokes abound. Oh, yeah. We had our Shawn Michaels sighting. He beat Chico Martinez. You totally skipped over the liege. The Legion of Doom. First, Jerry Davis and Barry Hardy. It's not even on my list here, but well, we will happened. we'll come back to it. We'll come back to that. Undertaker. Ooh, are we using two different... I think so. We must uh, be... Undertaker beat Bruce Mitchell. El Matador against future lightweight champion of the world, light heavyweight champion of the world, Dwayne Gill. <laughs> Tatanka defeating the Dublin Destroyer. We got a, we got our nails sighting, uh-huh. doing his nails related things and just previewing a nails boss man uh, event. Mm-hmm. We had Money Inc. Mm-hmm. retaining their tag team championship against Angel Vega and Bobby Perez. And we had the LOD and they brought Rocco. They brought the energy, Jen. Rocco is apparently a ventriloquist dummy that they pulled from those rubbles that we saw last week. Oh my god! Yeah, <sighs> a lot, a lot. How do you to feel about ventriloquist dummies? Honestly, I'm asking you honestly. I feel that ventriloquist dummies. This is just me being serious. <laughs> I feel like clowns. Hmm are for the most part kind of creepy but mimes are like another level because like the people that are good at it take it so extreme and so i feel like comedians Mm -hmm. not creepy like they could be really funny but like the comedian that uses like a foul mouth talking puppet Mm -hmm. could be a little creepy like at a level where i'm like i just don't like it like i I can't get into Nine times out of ten, I can't get into what they're doing. You know, I think of Full House here. Like, I can't get into what he was doing with his, like, fucking Chippendale guy. Remember he had the fucking chip guy? Like, whatever. What was his name? He was a woodchuck. Woodchuck. Whatever it was. And Uh, I'm like, I don't get it. Wasn't it, like, Woody the Woodchuck? Probably. You know, but I just don't, I don't get it. I 100% understand why they're doing it. I think it could be really funny. It's funny material. It's like bringing another character on stage to interact with. And, you know, people that are ventriloquists, people that are really, really, really good, like, make it really seem, like, really amazing. But to me... Oh, his name was Woodchuck. Woodchuck. Well, to me, that the entire thing is creepy. What about you? I can appreciate um, the humor of some of the comedians that do it. However, yeah, the doll in general is creepy as hell. Right, because it has to be. It's so creepy. It has to be. There's it needs, nothing creepier. 
it needs to take you out of reality and then and then like consider it's a doll but also not a doll because it's taught you know what i mean like it does that like two-prong thing i am not a fan of that whole thing but i do appreciate people working that gimmick and if it works for them and they do well that's good it's just not my not my cup of tea just like i said just like clowns like i can deal with them yeah like, but then it's like, like the mime them. i'm like okay it. the mime is like another level. it's like i love comedians but then like the ventriloquist comedians i'm like and especially when it's like disarmingly like i mean that wasn't the case with rocco because we are on a you know on a morning show for morning wrestling program for kids but like when they're disarmingly like vulgar when the puppets are disarmingly vulgar. Kinda, that kind of makes me laugh. That kind of makes me feel like weird. Like, okay, so you're just like being extra creepy through a puppet, but like you're doing, it's a lot. I'm not a huge fan of puppets either. So it's a thing. It's personal problems. But I appreciate people that, yeah. that really can pull it off. How do you feel? I'm creeped out. Yeah. As hell about Rocco. And that's kind of, you know, really how I feel. About Rocco. I don't understand. I don't know why this is happening. I feel like it's happening. I feel offended by it. So last week, you were, you were saying something. On our episode last week, you were saying you really wanted to do a Shango taker. You are like, why didn't they push that angle? But I feel like this week clarifies it a little bit. Because you saw on one episode in Canada, on the same day they filmed it, they had Shango come out. Mm-hmm. Then they had Taker come out doing his taker thing. So again, I feel like it's just to create this like... Yeah, also I feel like maybe Shango wouldn't be as scary against um, the Undertaker. pinned against Taker. Because I feel like Taker would be like, I don't give a shit if you're making goo come out of my hand. I'll just use my urn powers and destroy you. I'm going to put you in this body bag. So like it's kind of, I feel like he needs to be against like, you know, mortal humans to uh, really. Well, it reminds me of like too, like, Fred, like Freddy versus Jason and stuff like that. Where like we eventually want it. But the reality is like in the beginning, you don't want jason to fight freddy krueger you're like why would that matter but then by the end of the the 90s we're like yeah fuck yeah like let's do something because we just the gimmick has run its course and i feel like that's what this is where you know big picture view they are two big guys we do know that you know shango can work taker can work like they're really good yeah and it would make for a good match however their gimmicks really don't actually work in the realm of 1992 together you're really keeping these people like isolated to have a feud with someone and then be like, how is this person going to defeat this other person that's otherworldly? That's kind of how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Just picking up where we left off last week. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like just because you see it here now where they're just like, they're not even remotely in the same world and, and the response from children is, t- is fear. On I both just think it'd be fun to see them in the same world. But also, I kind of don't care that much. I was just kind of... Yeah, like, well, I'm just know. saying because it's like I see it and you just... Like, like you were saying when we saw some of these people with the kids that were running... Oh scared. Oh my god, they were so they were really scared of him. Yeah, and so it's who like else? Oh, you know who they were really scared of? That I saw like a little girl crying while her mom was cradling her on <laughs> Kamala. I know. It's <laughs> Oh, I know. I mean, it's it's tough because Oh god, is it tough? You know, you don't want these people to, you know, be scary, right? Like it's like it's not really scary, but you can't tell a kid what to be scared of or not. You know, so, I mean, I, I'm looking up right now, but I kind of want to make sure something, because I mean, right now the you know, the Undertaker is, is working on that feud with the Berserker. I mean, yeah. that's just kind of what he's doing. Yep. Um, and yeah. we're just kind of stuck dealing with it. And he's, you know, says Berserker's build is, you know, he's six foot eight. So, I mean, it's another big guy. Oh, so, well. I mean, you are getting two big guys, which is kind of what you were looking for. Right. And I think you said the next one was him and Kamala, right? Like the next. 
big feud, feud for the next big one for Taker. Yeah, because I feel like that's the first casket match that we actually like kind of see. And then see, they're right? gonna bring out Giant Gonzalez. Then they bring out Giant Gonzalez, or they could bring out Giant Gonzalez. Then we get come, but it's, I know that the, I know it's gonna end up. We're gonna end up with a Kamala. We're gonna I end up with a Giant Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Starts at Raw at one point. And I then think. we're gonna end up with a um. We're gonna end up with with Kama, because then eventually Kama, the Ultimate Fighting Machine. He's going to get the urn and melt it down and make the giant chain. Yep. So I am going to get to see my Papa Shango Undertaker feud. I have seen it. Mm-hmm. Little did I know. But yeah. How did you feel about um about the tribute video to Macho Man? How do you feel about, about these videos that uh, that celebrate people? I feel like we're going to see a lot more of the celebration of the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, in the future. Oh, there's one with Bret Hart that is just absolutely Bret Hart everything. I, um, there's, there's multiple beautiful videos. I feel like it's such a 90s thing because uh, this is so heavily produced at this point, right? Every minute of this is heavily produced to maximize your time. Right to be like, we're gonna give you just this much wrestling, just tease you to get to the next yeah. thing. We're gonna present you, you with it. at least seven things to spend your money on. So maybe yep. you, we, can, we can get you yep. one way or the other. Get, exactly, get you with the pay per view, get you with the local events, get you with this, get you with that, and then you make these you know highly well done videos. Um, I enjoy them for the nostalgia effect. At the time, I would probably be upset to be like, why am I watching a tribute video? Like I want to just because you know, like again, if you're a kid and you're tuning in, you want to see wrestling. It's like kind of what you want to see. So uh, big picture view when we're watching all this to do the rewatch, to get through all this stuff in order to get us to where we want to be, you know, to get that sweet spot of the new generation attitude era and then maybe beyond. It's really, it's funny to see how it started and just to kind of get an idea of where this all began. Which is why I think we started when we did, right? Because we wanted to see this shift from the old gen to the new we wanted to see where all this stuff started and we wanted to start at like 30 years so and you yeah. might be saying to yourself kids hey if you keep complaining about this why'd you start where you did that's why and uh we're not really complaining we love it well there's actually actually you know the the reason that we started there too is because for both of us that's about as far back as our memories go i mean i don't remember macho man getting bit by a snake so it was really Mm-mm. enjoyable for me to kind of see that now and i don't remember a lot of these other things but i do remember razor ramon mm-hmm. i do remember the one two three kid and i remember tatanka i remember having these video games the marketing was for me i was here mm-hmm. i remember this this stuff i remember the matches as we were going through and rewatching it together you know when we started we didn't watch all the superstars we were watching all and not all of them were available because these just kind of popped on but what we were watching was we were watching the old pay-per-views, and I remember them, and I remember renting them, and I remember getting them, because for those that don't know, you know, four ninety nine to have Peacock a month and give you all this stuff. Like, I remember getting these from a video store is ninety nine cents because they're an old tape. So my mom would be like, "You can go rent an old tape. It's ninety nine cents. That would be how much that would be for three days." Yeah, I don't. So I'd get how, these old I like. That. I remember it'd be like on sale. Rod's video. I used to go shout out Rod's video. Rod's video. <laughs> Next to the handy pantry, if, uh, if people know on 112. So oh. used to go to Rod's video and you can get it there. And it would just be like, you know, I get a video game and then I get this. And then, you know, you'd watch the SummerSlam for the weekend. It's three hours. And I used to get those, believe it or not, I used to rent more wrestling tapes when I was a kid. More than anything else, unless it was something I actually knew I wanted to see. Because you never knew what you were going to get, right? You look at the box for like Highlander and you're like, oh, this is going to be cool. Like, 
that was such a 90s kids thing, mm-hmm. which, again, we have another podcast where we talk about this stuff. But when Relentless. You look, You're relentless. I'm trying. <laughs> when you look at the box art for a lot of this stuff, you know, you just, you don't really know what, oh, man, this looks so cool. And then you're like watching it and you're like, this show sucks or this comedy isn't funny or this is whatever. But the wrestling you knew. Hey, I'm getting this match. I'm getting this match. I'm getting this match. Hey, I'm getting SummerSlam that I wanted to see. And they do a pretty good job of pumping it out within, I'd say, probably six weeks. They're dropping the videos once they have a special. So they do a good enough job of getting you that content into your hands so you, you can watch it. Yeah. And if you don't, you know, if you're not watching Superstars every weekend because you're living your life and you're not taping it, hey, I knew these guys were going to fight. I wonder who's, you know, wonder who won. And they are doing a good job, too, I would say, of not showing us too much of what happened at the prior pay-per-views too quickly. They show you a little bit. They tell you basically the the, the main things. Um, so but they fun. need to, to move the story along. A little but bit. But you're right. Yeah. They don't give you so much that you don't want to see it. In the so, future, they're going to smack you in the head because they're just immediately moving on to the next storylines. Like, in, you know, in the ni- late 90s in the Attitude Era, they're like, this is what happened. Now that's settled. Move on to the next but thing. But before that, what they do is... They say, okay, tomorrow night, you, you missed our pay-per-view last night, you can get it tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Same time, same place, yep. same money. Same know? $30. Yup. So, I mean, they really... Well... Yeah. But then the thing is, an Attitude Era, then they have a, like a pay-per-view every month. It gets well, so... Yeah. Well, yeah. But once, oh not if even we, the Attitude If era. we make it till there... We're going to get to the In Your House Hour soon enough. That's in like two years. And it's in 95, pay-per-view, yeah. Pay-per-view every month. Mm-hmm. So... Um, oh, is the food here? Food's here. Food's here. Hold up. We're back. And yeah, what we were saying, you know, kind of the tangent I was going on was just talking about how, like, it's really, it's fun to see how produced this was because this was produced really, 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 really of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It is really a nostalgia bomb. The yep. green screen. The whole thing. The, everything. The, the promos of them with, like, in front of their own little green screens is just... Oh, God, it's so fun. And I'll say, too, you know, I really do think this is a product of a very specific time. Um, You know, now, obviously, we're all coming out of the COVID times, but also a little bit before that. Because I really feel like when things are available on streaming the way they are, you can binge watch them. And you can see it all right from your house. So you can just keep going to the next one and keep going and keep going. And it's just, you know, I'm not saying you have to watch all of these. You know, that's what we're doing. We are. No, we're saying you have to. You must. (laughs) <laughs> no, you can always listen to, again, you can listen to the podcast and hear a breakdown and be like, ah, you know, I'd like to check out that promo or check this out or check that out. And yeah, that's yeah. kind of what we're doing here because once you get to some of the bigger events, if you really like this stuff and you really like wrestling, you're going to want to check that shit out anyway. You know, let's be real. Yeah. And they have some of the older tapes that are on there. They just, just, it's fun to just kind of dip your toe back in because the reality is this shit exists. Somebody saved it. Somebody made it. As my mom said, everybody has moms and dads and parents, and people They've really got try. Proud parents. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I use this analogy, and then we'll we'll get back into the promos here. But use this analogy before, you know. If you think about how many hours, how much baseball and basketball and football and all this stuff is recorded and taped and whatever, but like once it happens, how many times do you go back and watch? Like you don't. No. This is the one thing where it's like it doesn't really matter who wins. You're there for the spectacle in the show. If you're, if you're rooting for a football team, you're rooting for, you know, in this past Super Bowl, you're rooting for the Bengals. And you know how it turns out. Do you really want to go back and be like, man, if they made that play or did this or did that? Like, that shit's real life. Like, 
there's no stakes here. Come, you get to watch an Undertaker and a Paul Bearer, and they get to live on forever in your memories. And that's my wrestling uh, soapbox as we get into the promos. <laughs> there it is. There it is. We Pontificating have... Pat. Yeah. <laughs> we have a Kamala promo. Yeah. Only Harvey Whippleman can control him. Uh, only Kim Chi can control him. Who Harvey Whippleman controls. Yes. It's a whole thing. It's uh, a thing. He, um, they make Gene Okerlund beg for mercy on his knees. This yeah, is when wild. kids are crying. It is just, it's tough. they're calling Kamala a savage. It's just, um. It's not, you know, not great though. Yeah, we're not really going to go into it. It's not great. Not great. Sometimes this one from the and 90s, they don't age well. And thi- this is one of those. This things. is like the second. So like Repo Man wins because he talked about killing British Bulldog like he would kill a baby in a car, which is awful. Then Kamala would probably be the, the second worst one. But. uh Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like you could probably argue for either being worse, but we're still going to give the loser to Repo Man. But then yeah. we had Razor. <laughs> where, where was Razor now, Jen? We checked He's in on him. Restaurant Razor. Okay. What's he doing? He has a full spread of food and he's eating. And no, no, he's done eating. He's a little bit. Of, he threw his picking. fork in. He's, but he's picking. He's picking. The waiter brings him the check. <laughs> to which he says, what is this? Well, this is your bill, sir. He proceeds to accost the man and yell at him until he leaves and then throws all of the food and plates and everything on the floor. He says, what do you want me to do? Clean this up? Is that what you want me to do? Is that what I got? I got to go wash these dishes? Like, what do you want me to do? Just the energy again of just, just walking around the streets of Miami committing larceny left, right, and center. Yep. Not grand larceny. No, 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 no. Petty larceny. Well, I mean, he has a point. If he's eating in the restaurant, there's lines of people waiting to come in. And patronize the restaurant. So, I mean, he has a point. If he's bringing all of this business, I mean. But is he? Are you going to tell him he's not? I mean, I would probably tell him we don't have a table for him if I know that he was going to trash the place. Jen's giving me the look of somebody to be like, I'm not telling him that. I'm I mean, not like, telling that. That's, what is he, 6'7"? I mean, listen, just don't put his wife's name in your mouth. Because oh. he will give you the slap. I would never. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, hot mic. Well, this is listed as an explicit podcast. It is. Yeah. Outside of that, we always uh, do like to check in on our money grabs, too. And Mm. uh, in this one, we have IcoPro and the WBF All-Stars. We do. Their new time, 10 o'clock in the morning, 10 a.m. Okay. For their show. Lex watch Luger's watch it with your, with your Honey Nut Cheerios. Watch it as you get... Like, honestly... Or as Pat would eat his um, Lucky Charms. Never. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, never. So you can have your Cheerios or your Fruit Loops, and you can either watch cartoons, vintage era Saturday morning cartoons, or you can be watching the WBF All-Stars. Your choice. Choose wisely. If you're nine, think about it. Uh, we got some shots of, of bodies mm-hmm. and Lex Luger was there. Body shots. Gary Stridham's there. Shots, 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 shots. And we're again promoting this WBF thing, which, uh, I just don't even know. I, I don't know what to say when I watch it now, except like, I clearly. I really want to find an episode of this. Like the competition is rough, but I want to see like, what are they talking about for a half hour or an hour? However long this. Probably. Right. I go bro. 
and probably then they show you like a like a training thing and then probably more like here's a all gym membership green chicken i eat in a day like i just want to see this yeah, I, don't know. I really do. I, need I mean, that's what Instagram stories are for now, right? You can follow The Rock and everybody else. They're working out. They'll they'll show you. But sure will. That's our that's our money grab, Jen. Pat, who's our best and worst dressed this week? I'm gonna give worst dressed to Kamala because they just they feel like they just it's not it, great. Okay, yeah, I agree. Uh, best dressed is Razor from Obviously. the first promo where he's walking down the street. I'm gonna go ahead and disagree. Whoa. I like the dining Razor. Ugh. I prefer my razor dining. Well, I'm not going to agree with you. I'm not coming to that side. But we'll both agree to razor. Mm-hmm. He's we... dining in both, though. He does eat a plum. It's true. On the streets. Did we have a winner of the week? We had a loser of the week. Did we have a winner of the week? <sighs> we can't give it to razor back to back. I think that's no, something. I, no, no, I think no. that's something we need to do. Is we can't give it to somebody back to back. Okay. Oh, but we can do best dress back to back. That's like no can. big deal. That's no big deal. But the winner but of the week. If it's the same outfit, I don't think you really can. No, but this I'm saying is different outfits. The winner of the week. Like you can't do like Razor can't win every week from now until Oblivion because okay. we just don't have a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. So the winner of this double week week. Uh, I'm thinking, man. I'm gonna tell you who my winner is. Okay. Yeah. Tell me. You're gonna be surprised by this. Okay. My winner is Big Boss Man. Because he has vowed to come back and take out the trash that is Nails. He will not be beat by Mm. Nails. Okay. And these phone interviews (laughs) where they just progressively show the worst photo ever of Big Boss Man who looks beat up. Like, I am all in on Big Boss Man making a comeback. So I'm going to give him the winner of the week. Like, he... Um, Apparently, he's he's lost a bunch of weight. He's really not doing well, so... He's coming back sooner rather than later. So he's my winner of the week. He's your winner of the week. Yep. I'm going to give it to Macho Man because they did make him a beautiful video. And he hasn't even showed up in weeks. Like, sure, he did an interview a couple weeks ago in an empty coliseum. But he's literally, other than that, like, we have not seen him. And he's the champion. And he has videos made about him. And he just gets to exist and never show up. He, he gets to just watch daytime TV all day, every day. I'm into it. Last but not least, were there any bodies that Vince loved this week? There were two bodies in particular, with maybe a third that they talked about slightly. And the model, Rick Martel. Mm-hmm. Look at the physique on him! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crush. Mm-hmm. He crushes things. He's definitely using IcoPro as per Vince. And then there's a lot of talk about Lex Luger, and we're going to hear so much about Lex Luger's physique. Physique. I have a hard time with this word. You'll get it. Physique. Who had the best hair this week? Who had the best hair? Um. Hmm. I'm giving it to HBK. You gonna give it to HBK? I got to. When all else fails. That's true. That's true. I feel like if you're like, oh, I don't know who to give the hair to. You know, I'm gonna give it to Barry Horowitz because he's got a wonderful curly mullet. I'll take it. And he really, he came out with confidence this week against Bret Hart. A little bit of swag. L- little, a little lot of, of swag. A lot of swagger. He is my number one jobber. I think most people's. But um, yeah, I'm going to give it to him because I don't know. I don't know what HBK is doing next week. What if I want to give him something then? You know, I can't disqualify him. I got you. Well, Jen, mm. where could people listen to us? Well, wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, you're listening to us right now. But if you want to follow us on social media. Ooh, where could they do that? Instagram, 
Becky left the chat, period, between each word. We are on Twitter at BLC underscore pod. And you can email us at BeckyLeftTheChat at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you guys in the future. Hopefully you enjoy our rewatch and our fun. This is July 92 part one. Jen, did we learn anything this week? Listen, above all, I have learned that anything is possible in the World Wrestling Federation. And I will stand by, I will never, ever put his wife's name in my mouth. (laughs) 